99. Are you in the clear? Unit 99 to KMA 907. Unit 99, Sergeant Meredith, 909, in service, on the air. This is Sergeant Dan Meredith of Unit 99 at headquarters, Police Department, City of Sacramento, California. My detail is to ride in Unit 99, our tape recorder-equipped radio car, and to respond whenever the dispatcher transmits a signal to one of our other units on duty somewhere in the city. At the scene, we make the recordings which we provide for the broadcasting company for this program. Now, to tell you more about Unit 99, here is our chief, James Lee Hicks, Sacramento Police. Unit 99 is a regulation radio patrol unit of the Sacramento Police Department cruising the streets with a tape recorder. Sergeant Meredith is on duty and works for your protection, as every police officer does. He can and does make arrests. His orders are to respond to the radio call. You go with him, and what you hear is real. Police, criminals, victims, and witnesses are all real. And whether an arrest is made or the subject released, what happens is real. Make no mistake about that. Now to Unit 99 and Sergeant Dan Meredith on duty. just received a call from the uh, sergeant's office, police headquarters. Don't know what it is right now, but we'll check it when we get in. We're at police headquarters in the basement. There's Morrison and his partner, Devers. Hi, Pete. I got a call to come in, and uh, can you give us a full story on this? Uh, we received a call at 4th and K. King in regards to a man being robbed on the city streets. And he stated he lost a ring, possibly valued at $900. While placing the man into the squad car to bring him to the station for further questioning, a stick of dynamite dropped out of his pocket and landed on the city sidewalk. My partner and I then began searching the man and found another stick of dynamite in his right front pocket. Also, five detonator caps in his right front shirt pocket. Well, was this dynamite fused? Yes, one one was. Where is this fellow now? We have him in custody. You going to talk further with him? We will. Okay, you sit down. Yeah. What were you going to do with this dynamite? I was going over to Eureka. You're going to Eureka with the Eureka dynamite? Eureka, Nevada. For what reason? Well, I, I going over there. We, we got a little hole in the ground over there. See? Uh, were you going to use this dynamite? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you carry this dynamite? Uh, yeah, all that's time? right. I, 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 some of you guys run around with a gun. So, you know, I don't. I don't go with a gun. I, I go with this doohickey. I like it. I've had it all, all my life with it. See? All my life with it. Well, uh, tonight. When these two men are supposed to jump you on the street, they did. They, no, it wasn't supposed to. They did. They did. Yeah, yeah. They tore that baby off, you know, and that was beautiful as a stone. And you I that you lost the diamond ring. Yeah, yeah. Correct? They tore it off. There's a woman seen them take it off. Yeah, we have that woman's name. Yeah, yeah. Where did you get that Kurt. diamond ring? Kurt. Kurt Stone. Where did you get that diamond ring? Over in South Africa. South Africa. You yeah. were in South Africa. Oh, what, what do you mean, boy? All over the world. Yeah. Yeah. 
for sure. At the time when my partner Dever picked you up and put you in the police car, did you know anything about the dynamite being in your pocket at that time? Sure, I had it. I think I had it. Are you a miner or what are you? I mean, what kind of work do you do? Explosive. That's right. That's yeah. the reason you carry the dynamite? No, because I love it. You got any uh, idea of using it in Sacramento for anything? Huh? Guy, you, you just don't understand something. No, uh, I don't know why you carry it in town with you. I, 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 I'm going over to Eureka, Eureka, Nevada. And I wanted to go and get a room. Boy, they grabbed me in there and then I said, you're, you're experienced with dynamite, aren't you? You had a lot of experience with it? Well, they usually carry a fuse like that in your pocket. Isn't that a chance of it going off? No. You no. can't go off? No. No. Well, those detonators are pretty touchy. Don't they go off fairly easy sometimes? Well, take, take the baby out there and take a, a 30 yard section, you can't knock it off. Well, the one that you had fused, if you put that into an electric light socket, would it go off? Or if you had a, if you had a, a flashlight cell, see, uh, 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 top and bottom, see, mm -hmm. uh, uh, that'd be positive, see. Sure it would go. Yes. How much damage would that stick of dynamite do? Well, it, uh, uh, you'd get kind of sick. Would you say it would blow the uh, size of this room all to oh, pieces? Oh, no, no. No, no, no. I take the baby right over there, and I put it right back in there, and I'll sit right here and knock it off. Explosives. Explosives is a, is a science. How long have you been at this? Uh, 40, 50 years. How old a man are you? Uh, uh, 60, or 7 years old. Where'd you get that dynamite? Uh, uh, Barney? Where at? Uh, uh, Placerville. How'd you get the dynamite from Placerville down to Sacramento? I had it in my pocket. Oh, well, how'd you get from Placerville to Sacramento? Uh, on the stage. Oh, on a bus? On yeah, a stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you carried that dynamite? I, I, go in, I, go in, I go into Eureka, see? Mm -hmm. But you carried I wrote, that... I wrote, I wrote the old gal and told her I was coming over there, see? Yeah. You carried that dynamite in your pockets on the yeah, bus right. to yeah, Sacramento? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then walked the city streets looking for a room with the dynamite in your possession? That's right. Let me tell I, I never run around with a gun, sir. But explosives is my whole life, sir. And I, I, I run around with explosives all my life. And you go up in the Placerville. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to tell you something. You go up in the Placerville, and you know, you know, I come down, and I got, uh, I, I got a lot of gold, see. And Weststone and I, we go down and sell this gold. And we're going back up the hill, and the guy won't give me no bottles. So I go over there, and I, I put, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, put a, I, put a, I put a stick of powder on the bar, and I put the doohickey in it, and, uh, and I light the gadget. And when they all got out, I cut the baby off, and I get me the bottle, and I went over and sat down. In 1936, you were picked up for vagrancy up in El Dorado County. Also, I, I never was pinched for vagrancy. Also, at that time, you were charged carrying dynamite at that time, transporting dynamite. Is that correct? In 1936, you were charged with carrying dynamite, according to your report. No, 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 I stole it. You stole the dynamite in that's 1936, right. yeah, but you had it on your right. possession, yeah. and you were charged with carrying dynamite. Well, Pete Endeavors, what's this man charged on now? Well, we charge him with a felony in possession of dynamite. This man was an old-time miner, a familiar figure in the Motherlode country. 
and obviously well acquainted with explosives, although the presence of a fused stick of dynamite in his pocket was sufficient to arouse apprehension, expert testimony at his trial established the fact that the dynamite in that condition was comparatively harmless and the charge was dismissed. two men in a building 10th and North B north side of town several units are called in on it we'll respond also several units here already let's get out Going around to the rear of the uh, plant. Captain Ledoux is leading. We have a full view of the front part of the uh, building. The officers are going over. There's two detectives down at the end Mohanovich and his partner, along with uh, Sergeant Ray Daner. They're inside now. Detective Oaks is also in. The office uh, area of the building is all lighted. It's now pretty well covered by the officers on the inside. It's supposed to be a watchman over here someplace. Yes, Captain. I hope he's all right. There are two additional officers just scale the fence. Something going back there around back there. What's it look like, Fox? I'm going back there. You got them back there? Yeah. Were they in the joint? I don't know. I don't think so. Just working on it. Who uh, got him, uh, Mahanovich? I don't know who the officer, I believe. So, was it Rath? Uh, well, there's two motorcycles out here. It was Rath and... Uh, 
Yeah, Rath and his partner, they were being watched by that special agent. Huh? Special agent said he'd been watching him for about 15 minutes, waiting for him to make that entry. Oh, the special agent from the SP? I believe it was, yes, yes Dan. Yeah, they're bringing him out. Yeah, they'll be bringing him out shortly. Now, here they come. Yeah, here they come now, Tiny. There's quite a few officers there, I can see. But it appears to be two suspects. Torchlight procession. <laughs> Several spotlights and flashlights illuminating the area. Who'd they say got him? Uh, Rath and his partner? A couple of motorcycle men. Yeah. They're no doubt the first ones here. Sergeant Daner, Detective Oaks, Fox, a special agent from the Southern Pacific, uh, Officer Farnsworth and Raft of the uh, Traffic Division, two young men. See, they threw a pair of shoes over the fence. One is barefooted. Well, Farnsworth? You and Rath get this fella, these fellas? Yes, we, uh, they started to run away just as we got to the back of the building there. They started pulling, talking when we, uh, drew our guns and told them to holler, we'd shoot. And they stopped almost immediately and, uh, held up their hands, told them to face the wall, spread their hands and legs apart. We entered over through the fence. Rath, Officer Rath entered through the fence and began to search one of the parties while I covered him. They tried to enter the building. They hadn't actually entered it. They were trying to enter it and they were picking up pieces of metal or something around the, around the back of the building. And uh, they deny trying to enter it. Took them any tools or anything? I picked, uh, I picked a, uh, a knife uh, and a... Uh, Looks something like a uh, looks like a Jimmy bar. Jimmy tool, yeah. Mm -hmm. Here comes the last suspect over. Yeah. yeah take him in. Yeah. Uh, the detectives are going to take him in for questioning. <laughs> putting the suspects in separate interrogation rooms. Rath and Farnsworth, I see you have a some uh, properties taken off of these culprits. Well, off of uh, the suspect that I searched, I found a pocket knife and a jimmy tool. And how about your man, uh, Rath? My man had a pair of gloves on, on at the time he was stopped. He had a flashlight in his pocket. He had a pair of wire cutters, diagonals, and a knife in his pocket. He claims that he carries the stuff with him all the time, and uh, the gloves he just happened to have with him to use, and he put them on to climb over the wire fence. Did they both have gloves on? They both had gloves on at the time they were arrested. Let's ask him a couple of questions, huh? Sure. All right. Go on in, Farnsworth. Wrath. Okay, we want to ask you a couple of questions here. Uh, what were you doing with this stuff here tonight? We have a pair of gloves 
and a flashlight and a uh, pair of diagonals and a knife here. What were you doing with well, these I things? I always kept a pair of pliers or these. I had these down in my pocket really at home and working with them. Now on the screen door, see, I just happened to stick them down in my jacket pocket. Of course, the flashlight, a lot of times I go up to the pool hall there. I've only lived about three blocks in the pool hall. I usually stick one, you know, and have to walk back home with in the dark. You know, sometimes I go up and stay for 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Where did you come from before uh, you got to the place you were arrested? From that tavern over here where his car is parked. Mm -hmm. And uh, from there, uh, how did you get over to the place where you were arrested? We went right across the corner there, over there, because that's where I told you we'd seen the lights. Where did you take the car to? Well, the car sitting there at the tavern. Well, why didn't you take the car with you? Well, we didn't think we'd drive the car up there. Everywhere it was, would would get out of there. Which it got away anyway on us. Everywhere it was. Now I don't know. They might not even be in a bother thing. The guys was walking along there now. How far is the car from the place you were arrested? Well, I couldn't say just exactly just how far. I'd say. Or maybe a quarter, half a quarter of a mile. Why did you walk over to this place where you were well, arrested? We threw these guys over there, this light, and I told this one guy, I said, there's somebody over there with a the light. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's, there's, a, there's a junkyard right over this way, and then the, them cars along in the railroad track. Yes. So we went just run straight across that lot down through there. And so I told him, I said, well, here we have to go over this fence. I said, I'm going to slip my gloves on. And then I skint my finger there going over the fence. Uh, we have a uh, statement from a office, other officer there that you were trying to get in the window. Is that true? No, I wasn't up to no window. I was up there by that building on the, by the corner. Yeah. Was your partner trying to get in the window? No, I didn't see him if he was. Absolutely not. Why were you there by the window? Well, that's where we saw those guys went around there on those cars. What is best I could see? Why didn't you call a policeman instead of going in there? Well, that's what we should have done, really. That's right. I'll be honest with you. That's what we should have done. Uh, things don't just, just don't add up with all this tools, gloves, and a pair of wire cutters, and a flashlight. They just don't add up. Well, that's whatever you guys think. I'm, you know, told you my best. Why don't you tell us the right story now? That's right. Why don't you tell us what you expected? I didn't, I didn't touch a window on that building I ever myself at all. What did you hope to find in there? I didn't even expect to go down and find anything, because I didn't go down and find anything. Didn't you climb the fence? Yeah, we went over the fence. And, go, and then we didn't know the other fence was on the other side, see? Didn't you know that was a violation of the law? Yes, sir. Trespassing? I knew that. I knew that. Yes, sir. I sure did. Where do you work? I haven't worked too much this winter at all. When's the last time you worked? Well, during the cannon uh, season, it made us Burkhart and Richards. Then I had... Uh, one little job with some guy up there in Gardenland building a, one of those block concrete block buildings. Then I worked for over here for with him with him on the same job building a room on a patio for a guy way over here in uh, Fruit Ridge. All right. When's, well, how do you maintain yourself uh, from day to day if you're not working steadily? Well, I'm usually there at home and I'm at the pool hall. You could check at the pool hall there and find out I'm either pretty near every day at the pool what hall. What do you do at the pool hall? Well, I'll play a little pool once in a while. Once in a while, they sit around and watch do? What do you do for uh, maintaining yourself? What I mean as far as... Uh, financing, you mean? Is that what yeah, you mean? For your well, my wife, she, she works. And only every few nickels I get, she gives them to me. Or the girl I watch sometimes off her. She works over here in town. 
Uh, have you got any money on you now? No, I haven't. Um, where did, did you expect to find some money tonight? No, no, no. I wasn't, wasn't even looking for any money. And what were you doing when you first observed these two fellows going over the fences, you say? Well, that's when I told this boy. I said, there's somebody going. Where were you at that time? Well, we was up there just getting out of the car. Out where? By the, by the tavern there. By the tavern. Yeah, we stand out by the car. Mm-hmm. A quarter of a mile away. Well, it was, I, I don't know whether it's a quarter or not, maybe not It's quite more a, than a quarter. Well, whatever it is, quarter. You have pretty good eyesight over there where it's all dark. Well, uh, of course, nice you guy can see a flashlight in the, you know, a light. Yeah. See, that's how, otherwise, if you had a light or anything, you couldn't see him, no. Well, you're... No, you couldn't see your him. Your partner tells us a different story in here. Well, whatever he tells you, that's... Now, that's that's the yeah, way I, I saw it. That's he tells us a different story. Well, what if he tells us? That isn't what he said at all. Uh, after all, you, all this trouble you got to get over the wire fence, what happened to the other two fellows that you saw in there in the first place? Well, that's uh, really honest to be with you. I don't think it was in that lot now. I think it was over the fence by the railroad tracks. So you don't think they were there at all? Yes. I was, are we still seeing the light there? Yeah. Did you see anybody? Yeah. You sure saw that. a person in there? No, no. Now, they weren't in that. I wouldn't say it was in the pen at all. In that fence, you know, they could be on the outside, just as well with the light. But it was there was a light over there. That's when I saw it, and it was it's like he was carrying a lantern or a flashlight. Farnsworth, is there a discrepancy in the stories of the two fellows? Yes, uh, one fellow states that uh, they were driving by the driver of the car. States that they were driving by when they noticed. Two fellows going over the fence. Now, this is uh, a discrepancy against the story of the second man, which states that they were a quarter of a mile away. Or so when they saw, getting out of the car, saw these two fellows going over the fence or saw the flashlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are they going to be booked on? We're going to book them on charge of burglary. And uh, the detectives will follow up. During his career, a police officer hears many stories and alibis. But the story told by the burglar suspect, whose arrest you covered tonight, was completely implausible. In addition, his friend told a conflicting story. As a matter of fact, both were lying, and subsequent questioning brought out the admission that they planned to break into the place. They also admitted other burglaries and were held to answer. This is Unit 99 in Sacramento, California. These on-the-scene tape recordings were provided by the Sacramento Police Department and were made on duty by Sergeant Dan Meredith in Unit 99. Your host is Chief James V. Hicks of the Sacramento Police Department. Be with us when once again you will hear... KMA 907, Sacramento Police. Unit 99, are you in the clear? Unit 99 to KMA 907. Unit 99, Sergeant Meredith, 909, in service, on the air. just heard an authentic police action as reported by Sergeant Dan Meredith in Unit 99 in service on the air. Next week at the same time, another on-the-spot tape-recorded event presented in cooperation with the Sacramento Police Department. 
by the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.